Welcome to another episode of Who Do You Deserve To Be? Um, today's guest is an expert in martial arts, natural healing, um, to help provide a better lifestyle mentally and physically. Um, so please welcome Avanush. Hey. How you doing? I hope I pronounced your name all right. I'm good. I'm good. I can't hear you too well, so let me just try something. Um, so suddenly the volume dropped, but oh. okay. All right, let's let's go. <laughs> so did, did I pronounce your name all right? Was it okay? Avanush, is that yeah, right? Yeah, yeah, it's fine. Brilliant. It's fine. So yeah, if my listeners, could you just um, explain what you do with your with your business and how you started your business? Oh, well... Um, you know, I came to the to the United States in uh, 2006, and at that time I um, was living in my car, and uh, I um, had some time that I spent with family for about a month, but then I left, and uh, I just wanted to find my own way, essentially, and I started uh, my master's program. I studied acupuncture. And I moved on after that to um, um, learn martial arts even more. Uh, I've been doing martial arts for a long time. Then I opened up my own business. And uh, yeah, it's been, uh, it's been a good journey. Wow, so it sounds, uh, sounds exciting, especially from starting off being in your car to now having a, a family yeah, business. Yeah, you know, and, and, yeah. and part of that was my own choice. It wasn't that um, I couldn't stay with family. I just, um, you know, I, I come from um, the idea that um, sometimes you need to toughen yourself up. And, um, and so, um, you know, that's just the martial artist in me. And so I, um, I can volunteer, volunteer to suffer in some sense. Right, and uh, I can use that uh, intentional setting um, to to strengthen my mind and to strengthen my body. Oh, and with your with natural healing that you do, could you explain a bit more yes. about that? Yes. So, yes. So I studied acupuncture and um, herbal medicine and natural healing modalities, and I was always interested in that uh, ever since I was a young kid. Um, and part of that was because I was interested in, um, in martial arts. And, you know, back in the old days, when I was, uh, <laughs> when I was a young kid, I would see these movies of, um, you know, great martial artists, um, Chinese Kung Fu people who would uh, also practice acupuncture and herbal medicine. And I thought, wow, you know, one day I'm, I'm going to like to have that kind of mastery over myself. Uh, over my mind and body and uh, yeah and the journey just started then wow and your business I believe is called um, aim and conquer I believe yes um, so what your aim what are your aims with with your business how to help people yeah um, basically that is the aim the aim is to um, help as many people as possible and to also help better society as I better myself. So I think that we reflect each other, right? And so when, if I see something in society that I do not like, I need to look at myself first. And so the journey starts with me. And as I look at myself and I try to improve myself, I realize I can't do it alone. I need others and I need some kind of reciprocation with people. And there's that harmony that needs to happen. So it's about finding harmony, even though there are opposites. And this is the difficult part where you have conflicting ideas within yourself, conflicting motives. And so my aim is to find that harmony, to find that peace as I work with people and 
it's not always easy, but it's, it's what I aim to do, you know, to, to be at peace with who I am and um, to be at peace with others and to be at peace with life as life is. Wow, that is amazing. It's, an, it's another great angle um, providing for a better, better mental health because we all, we all automatically assume that, yes, physical health, like fitness, is really good at providing a stronger mental, stable life. And yes, it is, and it's been proven to do that. But it's one thing I've never really looked at is meditation and, and natural healing and that, and how that can provide just as good as a, as a weapon to provide a better mental health than actually lifting weights and going for a run. Yes, uh, well, you know, lifting weights, going for a run, all of that, everything that you choose to do with yourself is helpful in some sense, but it can also be hurtful. In many ways, a human being can attack themselves. They can sabotage their own progress. So learning to understand those elements of yourself where you are not working in your own best interest and understanding that those elements will always exist. It is just like the night and the day. There is a night within oneself, the dark night of the soul, that needs to be explored. So oftentimes people who suffer from mental illness are closer to experiencing the darkness within. They can find this pain that they are often experiencing without their own choice. And often in those moments when they're making choices, their choices are not always serving them well. One can find themselves leading into addictions or revisiting trauma or having anxiety. And often those things are not necessarily wanted, but they do exist. And when you can accept that they exist and learn to work with them, then you can find some degree of peace. So it's learning to not just move towards the positive, but moving with the negative gracefully so that you're not just overcome by the negative, attacked by the negative, and in a fight with the negative. Because that drains a lot of energy and it drains a lot of joy from life. So, you know, the suffering exists and you can, you can smile with the suffering and even use it well. Wow, yeah. And uh, you're going back about saying about revisiting trauma. Uh, one of my previous guests actually um, we shared a picture on the um, on our call and it was a really touching powerful moment he shared with me and my listeners um, he actually had revisited the place where he attempted suicide um, where he had jumped off a off a building, I believe it was. Uh, he ended up being a paraplegic, but he'd that picture that we'd shared. It'd been like the second or third time that he'd gone back, but he shared the moment of when he first went back, and I believe that was a very moving moment because I feel that could be a good um, learning curve, a good growth. For anyone that is suffering because it's a way of pushing past that trauma and growing and becoming a stronger better version what do you believe yes yes absolutely in fact when he revisited the place uh, in a way he volunteered to suffer through it but suffer differently you know he he went back there and he saw the whole situation, including himself, from a different perspective. 
And this is key. A human being has the ability to interpret their suffering in many different ways. And based on our interpretation and the meaning we give our suffering, we make choices. We define our identity. And those choices sometimes have long-lasting effects. But if you ask for help and you have the right people supporting you and guiding you, then onto each other you can reflect in a manner where you strengthen yourself. And so I am sure that this person is now being a positive influence on others and that serves his life purpose in some manner because his life gets more meaning by being able to ease another person's suffering. And there is some degree of peace that he can find even in the choices he made at that moment and the suffering he endured. And so it's learning to work with the negative in that manner that uh, really accounts for the human experience, in my opinion. Yeah, definitely. I totally agree. And it's, um, for some people, it's difficult to revisit those moments because like with me, with my moments, mine wasn't such a place like that. It was, it was thoughts. It was uh, medication where I attempted. Um, so for me to revisit a place like he did is difficult. So I had to revisit the moment I was trying to fit. I was thinking those thoughts. I was feeling those thoughts. And it kind of gave me that same sort of feeling, that same sort of strength to be able to <clears throat> use that as a, as a tool, as a weapon to be able to do this show to help people that are in that same situation as I was and I think too many people these days are to be they beat themselves up when they don't su succeed at certain times in their lives I'm I'm in my mid-30s and I'm still only grasping by starting this show I'm only just grasp what I'm meant to do and I've only learned that by going through what I went through. And I feel that too many people, like I said, beat themselves up that by 25, they haven't got a successful career. They haven't got a family. It's there's so many people that succeeded at so many different stages in their lives. And I feel the later you succeed in your life is better because you've had more life experiences to make that, that future life better. I don't know how you feel about, feel about that. Yes, yes. Um, for me, I, I view success as a personal journey. Mm -hmm. So it is about you deciding within your own heart and mind that you are at peace with where you are at any given moment in your life. And to me, that is success. When I can look at myself and feel well with who I am, then in that moment, I am happy. I feel well. I feel successful. I'm able to provide for my needs. Now, this is not always easy, especially when you're suffering through some difficulty, when there is pain. And oftentimes, this pain is forced upon you. Most people don't get to choose to which family they were born or the genetics to which they have to deal with. They, they have to deal with an environment that they have no choice with. So the human condition is such that oftentimes there is no choice. And it comes down to being able to accept. Because without acceptance, you cannot see what really is happening. You're always looking for something other than what is happening happening. You want life to be different. But when you can accept what is happening in that moment, even if it is an absolutely miserable situation, you can find some sense of success, that you were successful in seeing it as is, and now you can move from it. And the move is not forced. 
the move is quite gentle. This is where a human being can conserve their energy. So to find that movement, to find that balance, you cannot rush the now. You cannot rush time. So being able to be present with the moment, being able to be present with life that is happening to you, you can see what is happening in you and through you. So you can feel what it means to be you. And part of that experience allows for success. When a human being discovers their own capacity to be themselves in the worst condition and in the best condition, then they no longer need to choose some condition in order to feel complete. They simply find themselves as is and they are well. They are at peace. And that finding of oneself oftentimes happens in a difficult situation. You find your life purpose in that difficult situation. You find what you are to do in that difficult situation. And it often involves being of service to others. Definitely. Um, definitely totally agree with all of that. And my, I feel my strength is going through what I went through and what others have gone through. That is my, that was my strength and that was my success. And quite often people say, Oh, do you have any regrets and things you could have done when you were younger? No, I don't. I don't, I don't hold any regrets for anything because I feel I've gone through those moments. I've grown through those moments for a reason. There's always a reason why we go through those moments in life because it's out, it's out there to test us, to see who we really are, to see how we can grow and succeed in whatever we want to do. And I, I always, I've said this in my previous guests, I always look this as a weird thing, but I'm proud of what I went through because it's, it's a weird way of looking at it, but that's, that's me. I am, I am proud of going through what I went through because it's made me who I am today. And I love that person. Yes, I'm not the perfect guy. I make mistakes and certain things that we all do. But it's, I'm proud of that experience. And that's where I want a lot of my listeners to get to that stage of, of growing and healing through their experience to later on in life being proud of that experience to get to where they deserve to be. Yes. Perfect. You know, I, I, I love that. I, I love that you can see your own journey as, you know, through all the ups and downs as being meaningful because that is very important when, when you can find meaning in whatever it is that you have experienced in your life, then your life story matters to you. And when it matters to you, then you want to share it in a manner that will benefit others. And that's what I feel you are doing now in your work, you know, which is why I want to support you, really. Right. So it, it comes down from that space of you choosing of your own volition to share who you are in a manner that can benefit others. That is empowering. And that is essentially a way people can find purpose in life. You know, you, you take your life story and you offer it onto others and you offer it in a manner that helps them and benefits them. And that's all there is to it. You feel good about you. Your, your life has meaning. Um, a life of such meaning is worth living well, right? So you, you experience everything that there is to experience in life. And you find a degree of acceptance in that experience because you're no longer feeling that this, what is happening right now should not be happening. 
or it is bad that it had happened a certain way. You simply say, it happened. I can't do anything about it now. I can move on from it. It helped me grow. It shaped me in some way. And I can use the strength and the experience I gained to be of service. And that's what really is very helpful. So I congratulate you on that. I appreciate that and thank you. And for what you're doing is, is a lot of people are gonna benefit what you're doing um, in a different form to how I'm doing. And all these forms and ways of helping can really benefit someone in every different way of mentally and physically. And I want to ask you a few tips actually about how someone can use meditation and natural healing to really to really grow stronger. What's what's a tip you could provide some of my listeners sure. now? Um, for me, meditation does not involve sitting uh, cross-legged and uh, you know with your back straight, um, eyes closed. That is one form, but that requires time out of your daily living, time out of your daily experience. For me, meditation is what we are doing right now. It is when I am fully present with you and I am fully present with who I am. That presence is meditative. And so it is the degree to which you can cultivate a higher degree of presence in your daily activity. It is the degree to which you pay attention to what is happening in you and around you, how you are choosing to engage your life experience. That is meditative. So I often teach people that whenever you are having an experience that moves you emotionally, that creates an imprint on your memory. You can remember that moment where you were moved emotionally. In some sense, you were more alive in that moment. That is meditative. You become more attentive to what is happening. People can experience this in their joy and in their difficulty. If there is a very difficult moment, a shocking event that happens, that also imprints onto them. Now, when you are getting hit by life in this manner and you are unable to respond to it actively, you can get stuck in one of those past moments. But if you are fluid with your experience, then as you get hit, you allow the moment to pass as life is passing. And in this way, you find a flow in your meditation. There is a flow in your attention. You do not get stuck by getting hit with a positive or a negative moment. So the method is simple. If you stop your breath, you find a need to start breathing again. And it is the same with mental activity. If you stop mental activity, you will want to restart it. So try not to stop it. Most people worry that I am having too many thoughts in the day. I am having too many worries or concerns. I am repeating my trauma again and again within myself. And so they want to stop it. But within you, there is an impulse to keep it going. And so paying attention to that impulse is one of the first steps to start developing presence. And to notice that others are having that same experience. They are trying to stop their thinking or to give themselves some greater degree of ease 
but that flow is happening not because they volunteer to have it happen. It is automatic. They are thinking in a loop again and again, and that loop is causing them suffering. But if they allow for freshness to be present by allowing for whatever is happening to happen, in that moment, their attention is very fluid. So it is the degree to which you can train your attention that you develop presence. When you get hit, you are responsive. You are very active. You celebrate that getting hit and you can even remember it, but it revitalizes your spirit. And so it is in this manner that you can enjoy things like your food to a conversation to uh, listening to music, just your daily activity. And you just bring a higher degree of attentiveness to it. You notice how you are getting hit and you notice how you are responding to it. Wow, incredible. I was just absolutely mesmerized by it. <laughs> I was just absolutely completely drawn in. And it was, that was incredible. And that is something that I will probably be a lot more aware of. It's something that you don't really, going through every day, you don't really think about those moments in that way. And I always just assumed meditation as, like you said, sitting down with your legs crossed and closing your eyes. And I even tried it that way. I've tried that and listening to, um, I've got a meditation app on my phone that I tried and listening to that peaceful, um, sounds like natural nature sounds in the background and I think I lasted about 30 seconds or something like that and it just I tried it for a few days and it just didn't I didn't feel I achieved anything if you know what I mean I didn't feel any different but the way you've described it another form of uh, meditation it's it's quite powerful and that's something that I might actually, yeah, pay more attention to. And yeah, it's, it's, it's incredible. And thank you for sharing that. Thank you. Yeah. You know, I, uh, I firmly believe that um, if you are making extra effort outside of your daily living, you have to ask yourself why you are making that effort. And most of the time people are making effort in order to gain something. So they might choose to sit down cross-legged thinking that that will give them mental peace or calm or some kind of superpower. I don't know. But at the end of the day, that is removing you from your daily life activity. Or it is teaching you to look at your internal activity in a certain way. But you do not need something other than what is happening in your life to experience yourself. And ultimately meditation is an experience of yourself and an experience of life as you are experiencing it. So the more higher your level of attention when you are experiencing your life, you find a degree of freedom in it. And that's what it really comes down to, freedom, the, the ability to simply break free from needing to have the same experience again and again. Most of the time, people are going the same way in their life. They travel in the same cars, they go to the same locations, they wear the same clothes, they do the same things, they meet the same people. And so they get locked in terms of who they are in relationship to others. Their identity gets fixed. Their experience, the story that they want to share about themselves becomes very fixed. And in this manner, they become trapped. There is some degree of aliveness that is lost. If you are repeating the same experience again and again, it gets boring. When 
you choose to have a live experience with someone else. It's as though you are meeting them for the first time without any preconceived notions about who they are or how it should be. When you can drop the should, then you're able to just be with what is. You can accept what is. And in that moment, you're meditating. So when you are having a difficult moment, be with it. And that moment is your teacher. And that's what I find in life. You know, it's a, it's a tough teacher. But yeah. it's constantly engaging yeah. if you choose to allow it. It's, it's constantly setting us challenges and in, in any, any form, it could, it could be this current pandemic is a life challenge for everyone and it's affecting so many people in different ways. And um, I've got a friend, she works um, in the mental health, um, uh, like a kind of a sort of a nurse, counsellor sort of per, uh, career, I believe it is. And she said the numbers of people being um, passed to the mental health as a patient being admitted is increased dramatically over the last year. And it's quite scary. Before, before the pandemic, um, I believe it was uh, one person every... 40 seconds was uh, committing suicide. Eight, 800,000 people worldwide were committing suicide. And that was, a, and those statistics were put out a year before the pandemic. And that just really puts things into perspective. If that was before the pandemic, what's it gonna be after? It's, it's scary and it's horrible. And so many people have lost jobs. They've lost, most importantly, they've lost family members, friends to this, uh, as well as jobs. And they feel like their lives have just caved in all in once. And they're stuck and they don't feel there's, there's any, any way out other than, unfortunately and sadly, the way of of taking their own lives, which is, which is drastic and it's really sad. And it's seeing recently a local, uh, Dr. Alex George, I believe his name is, um, from the UK, um, just now became um, ambassador for mental health. Um, Boris Johnson announced him to be the ambassador, I believe, and the government have released 75 million pounds to help towards mental health. But that's only gonna, gonna scratch the surface. That's not even gonna, you know what I mean? It's, that's barely one, that's barely 1% of the national budget. And yep. yes, okay, the economy's struggling at the moment and we are grateful with every penny that we get to help but it's that just shows it's still severely overlooked and it has been for a number of years um and there's so much more awareness we now need to have out there to really improve what we get from the government to really make this more more urgent and i'm hoping that when the pandemic's finally over that the government can really sit down and society can all together can actually really sit down and think wow this is a major thing it's just not now because of the pandemic it's something that's been going on for for probably possibly centuries and it's just unfortunately it's sadly overlooked and the awareness there's so much that he's doing and what do you reckon your opinion on trying to raise the awareness and 
your side of things could could do to help? Yeah, a big part of it is about being an empathetic listener, understanding what someone is saying beyond the words that they are choosing, beyond the actions that they are expressing. So being able to listen to others in a manner where you are hearing them deep, you are allowing for them to be who they are. In life that has happened with the pandemic, people have had to spend a lot, lot of time with themselves. And because they have to spend a lot of time with themselves, they often find themselves distracted. They are tuning into different things. They might be spending a lot more time online or they might be spending a lot more time with others. But the opportunity to spend time with oneself in a manner where you recognize your own resilience, in a manner where you see yourself as being strong and capable, allows you to feel more empowered simply because you are choosing to have that exercise. You are choosing to participate in your own internal activity. So paying attention to how you give your attention is very important. And yes, the pandemic is a very difficult situation and we are all suffering in some way because of it. Being empathetic to another person's suffering, listening for it, allowing yourself to hold space for them is one of the most healing things you can do because you cannot really understand another person's difficulty because you are not them. But it is easy to see yourself in them if you allow yourself to be open. If you are no longer fixed about who you are as an individual or what you are capable of achieving or seeing or what this pandemic means for you, you can make room within yourself to a better possibility. And that gives others hope too. It allows for others to see life can be more. Life is difficult, but it can get better. And together we are stronger. And you can recognize that you are strong because you have found strength within yourself and you are able to hold an open space for another person to be as they are. In this manner, people can find an opportunity to help each other through this difficult situation. It really comes down to empathy. And most of the time when people start to focus on themselves and they start to think about how they have suffered and what this pandemic means for them. Their view on life is very narrow. It's all about them. And it's a very difficult place to be. Uh, oftentimes people want to end that situation, but it is not necessary that they are trying to end their life. They just want to escape the situation. And what's important is to understand that there are other ways to escape a situation. You don't have to be trapped in that situation. And learning the tools to do so will be one of the best benefits I think you could offer your audience, you know, and offering it to others and allowing others to hold space in a manner where there's literally room to be more than what they are right now. There's other ways to see what is happening right now. And in that way, they can find more space, more freedom. Definitely. Um, and the, yeah, that would completely agree with all of that. 
and the learning side of it especially because I'm I'm very passionate about educating youngsters um, about mental health and that's something that um, one of my earlier guests he's um, very passionate about it as well and it's something that we feel really needs to happen in, in the educational system that children need to learn the best ways of dealing with it and not to be afraid to open up not to be afraid to talk about it something it's something that's you shouldn't feel ashamed of that moment or feeling the way they feel it's something that they shouldn't be ashamed of and opening up and picking up signals of their friends anyone that is struggling and i feel that learning it at an earlier age whether it's 10 11 12 13 year olds um because unfortunately these days there are quite a lot of 12 year olds that are attempting their own lives because they're struggling to fit in they're struggling to find their place and that shouldn't be happening at such a young age at 12 years old they're still struggling to find some people in their 30s are still struggling to find their way in life and to be able to have an educational route in the school system teaching them the mental health is it's going to make them stronger make them think that yes it's okay not to be okay and it's okay to to feel vulnerable and to ask for help it's okay to ask for help and learning it at an earlier age can only help them because there's so much pressure for like i said for them to find to make friends uh so fit in socially education there's so much pressure in in education by they, they do drill into the head, they've got to have certain grades to have certain success in life. To me, that's a load of rubbish. It's, it's an absolute load of rubbish. You don't have to be an A-star student, absolutely everything, to have the fulfilled, successful life that you want. And that pressure, it just causes stress for the kids, for the for te early teens. And... I feel if they had, like I said, if they had the teachings with mental health earlier on, they can not only pick it up in their friends, they can pick it up in their, themselves and ask for help. And I feel that's one way of trying to to beat it. What, what What's your opinion on that? Yes, I agree with you. I think that um, there is a need for people to be more courageous. Because asking for help is something that requires great courage. It requires one to know that they cannot do it alone and that they don't have to. In fact, together, we can do a much better job. No great company is built by one person. And we live in a society where we are motivating people to be individualistic. But things are changing. We are noticing that people need each other. We are becoming more social in some sense. But we have to also take on greater responsibility for each other. If a human being is responsible for themselves and they can accept that they are not in a good place and they can ask for help, not in a manner where they feel victimized by asking for help, not in a manner where they feel weak because they're asking for help, but that they are asking for help so that they can be of service one day. They are asking for help so that they can develop themselves in that manner, they are basically training themselves to be of service. 
our society today in terms of the educational system has taught most people that everyone needs to be a great success in terms of some external standard. But if you can find internal success within yourself based on who you are, if you know yourself, if you love yourself, then that is very much a part of success too. And that can be incorporated into the educational system. And if it is, then people will find themselves even more resilient. They will then have the courage to express themselves and their expression will be original because it will be authentic to who they are. They will not try to match others and try to perform in some way so that others can understand and accept them. In society today, a lot of problems are caused because the individual has lost their individuality. And yet there is a focus on wanting people to be special. Be the best you you can be. That's what they say. And yet people have no idea who they are because courage to explore who one is has been denied to many. Now, why has this courage been denied? It is risky to express yourself. In today's world, everybody must say the right thing, do the right thing, and behave a certain way that is acceptable to others. And so we become cloned versions of each other some ideal that as a society we have accepted is what we are all trying to achieve of what that human is like. And yet it is unclear what that looks like in its fullness. I feel it is much better for a human being to be themselves, to be well with their imperfections, to accept that they are not whole, not complete, that they make mistakes, that they have difficult times. And just that acceptance of the negativity that exists within themselves and finding meaning within that negativity will allow them to express a more authentic version of themselves. That's how courage will be allowed its expression. Now, courage has always been a virtue. People have always respected those who are courageous. And if you can use your courage to support others, then your courage will not be seen as a threat. Most people are worried that if they express themselves, society will feel threatened. That they may not express some idolized version, some accepted norm, but they can choose instead to express what is and to simply show up in service to others. And then they can learn through that experience. So it's start small, start slow in the educational system. Start with the child, allowing the child to be themselves and guiding them to see life as a journey of self-discovery. That's my opinion anyways, you know. Yeah, so. and, yeah and I, I couldn't agree more. It's, it's a very strong subject for me and it's being courageous is, is very powerful and it's catching, it's contagious. As soon as more and more people are courageous and open up and other people start seeing it and they start thinking, oh, if they can do it, he can do it, she can do it. Well, why can't I? Why can't I push through those, those tough times and get to uh, where they deserve to be? And we all deserve to be whoever we want to be. And, and unfortunately, like you said, society, we, a lot of society these days, we have to be robots. We, <laughs> we do what we're told and go where we're told in certain ways. And it's, it's a shame. Um, 
but I think coming together and fighting together for this, I think it's only going to get stronger and better and more and more people are going to open up. And I think that subject is, is a great way to, um, to end the episode. It's a really, really strong, powerful thing you said there about being co uh, courageous. And um, I've learned a lot on this episode and I really appreciate you sharing everything. And I'm really honored for me to be your first podcast. And I think it's absolutely, absolutely brilliant. And you did that. How, how, was, how was it for you? Yeah, it was really good. Yeah. yeah. You know, I'm, I'm just um, being me really. And um, we are, we are just having a conversation. So I've, I've had many conversations and, um, you know, hopefully this serves um, people well in some sense, but um, you know, I'm, I'm here. I'm, I'm, I'm here to basically be of service to others and I want them to aim for what they desire to really look at what they desire and then to conquer what gets in the way, which is oftentimes the things that they themselves have made up, you know? And so as a guide to many, I basically just support them and remind them of how strong they really are. And um, they can, they can suffer in a way that builds up their strength, that builds up their capacity to make the life that they desire. So Definitely. thank you. And thank you. And people want to aim and conquer, where can they reach aim and conquer? Yeah, they can find me on Facebook. They can find me on Instagram. Um, they can just go to avanash.com. All of it is good. Brilliant. There you go, guys. If you want to aim and conquer and become who you, you really want to be, um, Avanash is a very inspirational and powerful um, guy to, to help you on your, on your journey. So I'm going to say thank you again for coming on and... I hope one day we can uh, do it again. Yes, yes. Thank you. Thank so, you, Darren. Thank you very much for coming on.